What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernation, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business, Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you doing today, man? Not too bad, man. Uh, Friday morning, you know, got a, got a good slate of games this weekend, you know, college and NFL. Uh, obviously, we had a snoozer last night and a Thursday night football game. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was quite interesting, uh, you know. Brett Rippin is a uh, beloved quarterback by Draft Twitter, so you know a lot of cheering for him. But could not, a- I could not get people to shut. My my feed was just all about how Brett Rippin is like the best quarterback in the AFC West, and I'm like, just no, just yeah. no. I'm- I mean, you know, people have fun with that. You gotta have fun when a Thursday night football game is a third string quarterback versus a team as uh, abomination this year. So, <laughs> um. It, it is what it is, man. Uh, game actually turned out interesting. Um, I'm not surprised by that one bit, but I mean, it, it was Thursday night entertainment for sure. That's, that's what I'll say about the game. It was Thursday night entertainment. It was a game that did in fact happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it did happen. The reason we're bringing you an episode on Friday right now, you'll be able to listen. It's probably Friday afternoon. Um, one, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Big Shots. Yes, we are officially a year old. Um, we have come a long damn way since. Uh, but also, Devin and I wanted to test something out. We wanted to try to make sure that, you know, if we could truly cover everything in a week, we didn't have to go full-on, like, one two-hour episode on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. There's a lot up in the air. Uh, You know, how we had our first NFL game get postponed. So, like, you know... We didn't want everything we say on Tuesday to be completely out of date by the time Saturday rolls around. So with tomorrow's game slates, we're literally just in to talk about, you know, the top 25 games. And then we'll recap those on Monday and then we'll probably be back next week. We'll see how this goes schedule wise, whether or not it's feasible. Just something to test out. Um, yes, I have been asked a few times, why is there no video podcast? Well, the last two weeks, we've had tech issues with Skype deciding not to work. This week, it decided to work so far. Fingers crossed. But also, ain't nobody want to see my face on video right now. All right? There's a reason beards are a great thing. I am missing my beard. Um, it's not a pretty sight. I look like an overgrown 11-year-old. Um, yeah, so we just, for the video, we just go and wait till my beard grows back and I don't look like, you know, a lost child. Hey man, look, it, <laughs> it's it a bad is, look, man. It's it is what look. it is what it is, man. You gotta do what you gotta do to, you know. I had it, to shave. Look. I had to shave because I noticed like a little gap, uh, right above my lip. So I had like full grown beard, like mustache, you know, uh, you know, towards the curve, but that center part, I either had to like comb it, which doesn't look good, or just acknowledge the fact that there was a gap there. The best thing to solve that is literally to shave it down, start again. I haven't been clean shaven in over a year, so my coworkers had legitimately never seen me without a beard, and I scared a few of them yesterday. <laughs> yeah, if I ever did that, I I would not do anything video wise. Oh yeah, I, I, just I am so hiding. glad. I am so glad that my job takes place behind a mask right now. Well, I mean, I probably I probably be helped out by the mask, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not. <laughs> Anyways, 
Let's talk about the slate of college games. So tonight we actually get a ranked game. We got number two BYU hosting Louisiana Tech and friend of the podcast, Justin Henderson, running back for the Bulldogs. Uh, BYU is favored by 24 points. Yeah, I mean, I understand that Louisiana Tech is replacing, you know, Jamar Smith at quarterback. He was fantastic for the Bulldogs last year. Uh, you know, Louisiana Tech looked okay in their in their season opening win, um, but really, I mean, offensively, it's a Justin Henderson show, and uh, I think BYU will be ready for him. Um, I think so too. Unfortunately, um, but Zach Wilson, man, he's fun. He's looked really good this season so far, making Dante Colinelli look good. Uh, you know, our our guy at Blue Chip Scouting, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, it's going to be one of those late night Friday night games that's going to go off at like 1, 2 a.m. Uh, but it, you know, never know. You, Louisiana Tech could hang with them and, you know, make it a, a really nice game. But I got BYU winning this one. Yeah, I got BYU winning this one. I think Louisiana Tech will keep it closer than 24 point line. Uh, but I still think BYU probably wins by about like 14, 17, something like that. All right. Looking ahead to tomorrow, we have to start it slate. I'm just going chronologically, so this is per ESPN, so I'm not trying to figure out literally 1 through 25. Uh, we got Florida hosting South Carolina. Florida coming off of that incredibly fun game against Ole Miss. South Carolina kind of made it look closer than it was against Tennessee. Um, Florida's favored by 17.5. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the over on that with Florida. Um, I think South Carolina's offense... <laughs> Is okay, you know. She Smith, uh, he he looked really good last week against Tennessee, uh, but I think Florida's defense has a lot to prove this week. You know, they gave up a ton of points and yards to Ole Miss, and they pride themselves on defense. So uh, I expect them to to play much better. Um, and then obviously, you know, it'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, we might see J.C. Horn or uh, how do you say? Um, it's Israel Mukumu. Mukamu's, uh, you know, we might see him matched up against Kyle Pitts as well. Uh, we'll see how that goes, see how, how Kyle Pitts plays against South Carolina. Um, and Kyle Trask, if he can continue his, uh, you know, hot start and, uh, you know, his ascension pot- uh, potentially to be QB4, uh, maybe even QB3 in some people's eyes. So uh, we'll see if he, he'll continue to play well on Saturday. But I, obviously Florida, I got Florida to win. I'm, I'm taking Florida and I'm taking the points on this one. Um, South Carolina is just, they, they, they don't have an it factor. Their offense is just not very good. Their defense has some guys, but their offense is just not very good. Moving on to the next one, we have Texas at, uh, hosting TCU. Texas favored by 12. Uh, Texas barely survived, um, uh, Texas Tech. And TCU lost to Iowa State. Neither of these teams has really impressed me that much this year. Nah, but I got Texas. TCU's offense still hasn't really gotten going. I don't know if they've, you know, really established. And I mean, are, are they going to go with Max Dugan or you know the other quarterback? So uh, I don't. I don't really. To be honest, I haven't really watched much of TCU's offense. Uh, I didn't watch much of it against Iowa State. Um, you weren't missing but, anything. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna pick Texas in this one. I don't know what the over under is, but I'm uh, smashing. So Texas is favored by 12 with an over under on points at 63 for the game. Yeah, I'm gonna take TCU on on the spread. Um, I I don't I just don't believe Texas will win by more than 10 points. No, I just no. don't believe in them. 
think well, we're I think I think we're hitting the over because this is a Big Twelve game. So yeah, uh, matchup of safeties got Caden Stearns with Texas versus Sardarius Washington and Trayvon for um, TCU. So we'll see which uh, safety you know looks the best on Saturday. Uh, but other than that, you know, I mean, uh, Joseph uh, was a Asi. Right. Uh, Joseph Asai, yeah. Asai. Joseph Asai. Uh, yeah. He got to watch out for him as well. Um, but other than that, it's really not too, too much, uh, in terms of prospects there. For sure. All right. Next up, again, the team that won last week but fell in the rankings due to the introduction of the Big Ten into the rankings. Number 21, Tennessee hosting Missouri. Tennessee favored by 12. Missouri, look at back at the game. Yes. It, they lost by 19 to, to Alabama. But Alabama kind of let them back in. So it looks a lot closer on paper than it was. Uh, Nick Bolton is probably really the only stand. Nick Bolton, Kobe Whiteside, that's really about it for Missouri. Um, Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports uh, compared Nick Bolton to Demario Davis. I like that comp. That's a very good comp. I'm using that comp. I like that. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know about the, I don't know about this game. I got Tennessee winning. I just don't know. 12 points. I mean, their offense is up and down. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the 12 points. I think they'll win by 12 or more. Um, I think yeah. so too. For, for Tennessee, uh, got to watch Josh Palmer, receiver for Tennessee, um, as well as Bryce Thompson. Uh, he's, I believe he's converted to safety now. Uh, and Alante Taylor, the other corner for Tennessee. I think those three guys. Tennessee's are... got dudes, man. They've yeah. got dudes. Also, also look up front because they've got Trey Smith, who is a dog. He's a daggone good football player, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number twenty-four, Pitt hosting NC State. Uh, I'm going to go with Pitt and whatever points there is. Uh, uh, 14, they're favored by 14 over under at 47 and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Pitt on this one and uh, the spread for Pitt. Uh, there's the offense for sucks. NC State just can't block. <laughs> they gave hey. up a ton of sacks last week to uh, Virginia Tech. It just, it's just not a good look for their offensive line. Their offensive line can't block. And you know what the worst thing to do? to have when you can't block is to have Pat Jones and Rashad Weaver coming at you on opposite ends. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Pitt. I mean, NC State, if Louisville can move the ball on Pitt, NC State's not going to. Yeah. All right, this should be a fun one. We got number two, Alabama, hosting number 13, Texas A&M. Alabama favored by 17 and a half. I'm not taking the 17 and a half. I think Texas A&M will make it closer than it is. I know a lot of people, you know, aren't really feeling uh, Texas A&M, um, but their defense is pretty good. They got a lot of talent on on defense. I think they'll keep it close, uh, maybe within 10, 14 points. Uh, but I don't think Alabama really has a threat uh, throughout the most most of this game in terms of you know trying to put A&M away. I think they just kind of hang around, but. Uh, they don't. I don't think they provide a serious threat for Alabama. A and M always plays to the level of their competition. It's been a thing since Kevin Sumlin was still there. Uh, they always play Alabama really tight. Uh, and yeah, last week's game against Vanderbilt was incredibly disappointing. Uh, that being said, I'm still taking Alabama. I think that again, they'll probably stay within 17. Um, 
But yeah, A&M is just a, a program that for the last like 15 years or so just always plays to the level of their competition. So I don't know why so many people were surprised about last week. All right, next up on the schedule, Devin, is North Carolina, a team we haven't seen in three weeks now, taking on uh, Boston College, the fighting Jeff Hatleys. Um, they're 2-0. and UNC favored by 14 on the road. Um, this one I'm a little hesitant on in terms of taking the points. We haven't seen North Carolina in legitimately three weeks. What's your take on this one? Uh, I feel the same way. It's hard to uh, do that because uh, Boston College is just a tough team. You know, no matter, you know, who they're playing, you know, whoever they're playing against, they they always make it tough. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take the points. I think North Carolina wins by uh, 14, 17 points, somewhere in that range. I just don't think Boston College can go toe-to-toe uh, you know, with uh, North Carolina's offense. I think they're well rested. Um, you know, going to have to knock a bit of a bit of rust off after playing initially, and you know, the cancellation of games kind of made it happen the way it is. Um, but I, I think North Carolina rolls this one, rolls in this one. Um, you know, watch, watching out for uh, you know keys to them obviously winning. You know, Sam Howell has to play well, uh, but you know, Diami Brown and um, I can't think of the other receiver's name. That has um, Newsom. Yeah, Daz Newsom, those two guys are electrifying offensively. Uh, Chaz Surratt defensively, uh, linebacker. Uh, a lot of people are actually kind of down on him, which is surprising. They can um, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, had Jabril, Jabril Cox, you know, over him. They can you be know, wrong. Obvi- and obviously, you know, he played well, but, man, Chaz Surratt is such a fun football player. I think he, he's going to be a real contributor at the next level. Um so I'm watching out for that defense, and, and it starts with him. He's the quarterback of the defense. So uh, North Carolina rolls in this one for sure. Uh, I'm actually going to take Boston College to cover. I think that North Carolina still escapes the win, but probably in around 10 points. All right. My guy, Desmond Ritter against South Florida. Cincinnati, number 15 in the country, favored by 21 points. Any bold prediction this week for Ritter? <laughs> He will not throw for 300 yards, nor will he throw for four reverse, touchdowns. Reverse psychology there. I see. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, he, he should he should uh, have a big day against South Florida. Uh, South Florida really hasn't been relevant uh, in quite some time. Um, and Cincinnati, uh, they look like a, a, a team poised to make a run at the AAC. I think, you know, UCF and Cincinnati, that's going to that's gonna be the game of the year in the AAC. Uh, probably. So that's going to be a game to watch. But I think Cincinnati uh, wins this one and wins it handily. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, next one. We've talked about Oklahoma State on this podcast, about how solid their defense is, how they'll keep them in a lot of games, despite how you know how inconsistent the offense is. Well, I don't think they really have to worry about the defense needing to keep them in this game because they're on the road against Kansas. Uh, the Kansas fighting less miles. Um yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma State favored by 22 and a half. I just got to chuckle at Kansas, man. They are the most confusing team in college football, man. They'll, they'll lose to Coastal Carolina, and then they will beat a solid Big 12 team. It's not going to be Oklahoma State this week. No, no, no it's not going to be this week. But <laughs> give me the points, man. Oklahoma State yeah, is going to beat them, beat them pretty bad. Um, I think they finally get their offense clicking on all. They may cylinders. shut out Kansas. They may shut. They, out they might. They Oklahoma State might have the best defense in the Big Twelve. 
Yeah, and that's not saying a lot, it. though. I don't, that's not saying a lot either, though. Well, no, I mean, they're just miles ahead of everybody else. Also, but, but, less Miles' revenge game before he was at LSU. He was head coach at Oklahoma State. We're talking a long way, a long yeah. time ago, but. Yeah, it should be All interesting right. to see uh, Mike Gundy and Les Miles shake hands after the game. Unlike uh, some some other coaches last night, but I'm not going to say any names. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you know who I definitely don't see shaking hands anytime soon is Deshaun Hamilton and Jason Brown. Oh, no, for sure. Damn. <laughs> was, oh, wait. He got rightfully dragged for that. I hate Jason Brown. Moving um, on. Moving on. Remember when this was the best game on, on the schedule last year and it was oh, Memphis God. versus SMU? Yeah, I remember. We've Man, come a listen, long way since. Wasn't that the week we did um, which teams in the Big Ten resemble rappers? Yes. Because the slate for the Big Ten was that bad. Yeah, I, I recall. Wasn't it like yeah. Nebraska and Northwestern or something like I that? I think that was the week. Yeah, yeah kill me. It was um, either that or it was like UMass versus Northwestern or something ridiculously bad like that. I think Liberty versus Rutgers was on the schedule that week, too. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on whatever, how, however many points there is going to be. Uh, told, 74 told, and told. a half. I'm taking the over. I'm and Memphis is favored by a point and a half. That's how close it is. I, I like SMU uh, just because uh, Shane Bouchelle is my guy, uh, and he needs to be Memphis because, boy, that game, was, it was a it was an electrifying game, but he made some mistakes in that game. He made some mistakes. But you got you got to go toe-to-toe. Uh, Memphis doesn't have the same firepower they did last year. They don't have Antonio Gibson. Uh, they don't have Kenneth Gamewell. Uh, still got Brady White, Demonte Coxie, uh, but I think SMU is, is a little bit of a better team right now. I think SMU uh, pulls out the dub. I agree. I'm also going to go with SMU. I think home field advantage might, in in a weird way, might actually help. All right, this one's going to be fun. This is number seven Auburn on the road at number four Georgia. Georgia favored by seven points. That is surprising. Um, because we don't know JT Daniels is going to play this week, you know, no. uh, they have and I refuse to believe that a man named Stetson, what, what, what's his name? What is his name? Um, what the hell is his name? Now I can't find Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Look, if you got to play two quarterbacks against Arkansas, I'm not really feeling you. So, uh, but basically here, here's my kind of breakdown of prospects. Obviously, Georgia's defense is probably going to be one of the best in the country. Uh, they got Jordan Davis inside defensive lineman, Monty Rice at linebacker, Tyson Campbell at corner, uh, you know, Richard LeCount at safety. Uh, they have another corner, Eric Stokes, uh, I believe also at corner. So they, they got, they have a defense littered, uh, with NFL talent. Um, then you look at Auburn, you know, you got Seth Williams on the outside. Um, you, you got, you know, offensive line wise. I like, really like Brodarius Ham. I talked about him earlier this week a little bit. I think he can be a difference maker and he's going to have to play big, uh, especially against Georgia's offensive line. I mean, Georgia's defensive line. Um, and then offensively for Georgia, obviously got George Pickens, uh, 2022 first rounder, most likely. And, uh, you know, you got a couple offensive linemen that they'll go to the league. So it's a it's a game littered in um, you know NFL talent. Of course, I don't want to forget about Auburn's defense as well. 
you know, Smoke Monday as well as KJ Britt. Uh, those two guys uh, are very, very talented. And uh, Auburn's defense, I think, is a bit underrated. I think they can, uh, you know, really make some noise. And it's going to be an interesting game Saturday night. I really think, you know, this is going to be the best game on the schedule, uh, just in terms of matchup-wise. And I, I don't see, foresee a blowout happening. But I like Auburn just a little bit more. Uh, I'm not really a big Bo Nix guy, but I think he plays well. And I think Auburn pulls out the W. Um I don't know why, but I just have no faith in Georgia's offense right now. Did I meet? Am I back? Okay, yeah. This one's really tough because obviously uh, Georgia uh, didn't exactly play all that well last week, but Auburn didn't exactly put away Kentucky in the way that you would think. I think that these are both teams that still need to kind of figure out where they're going this year. And... Um, I just think that Georgia is maybe just a little bit closer to figuring it out than Auburn. I think this one's going to be close. I think this is definitely going to be a case where it's decided by less than a touchdown. But I'm going to take Georgia uh, probably around like 24 to 20, 24, 21, something like that. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those old fashioned classic, uh, you know, uh, slugfest, really. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be back and forth, uh, defensive plays all over the place. Uh, I don't think either quarterback is really going to have, uh, you know, a signature game. Uh, whoever plays for Georgia, I have no idea who's going to be starting for Georgia. Um, but it, it should be an interesting one to, to see, you know, who can uh, come out on top. <laughs> get, get, a, get a little, uh, you guys are, who are, we're not going to be video, but. You guys listening, uh, you know, Mike's cat is, uh, it's a wrecking things over here on the pot. Uh, yeah, man. Devin's in the middle of trying to give an analysis and my cat's just literally walking across my computer. Like, come on, bro. You know, you know the deal. This reminds me of like the news bloopers where, bro, like, 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 he did it again. like they're, <laughs> like, what like are you doing, bro? Like they're, uh, home animals will walk across the screen oh, in the middle of something. It's, it's hilarious. Mm. And here's the thing, I, I, like, I had to get up while Devin was talking because he was meowing outside my office door because he wanted to come hang out. But this is why I closed the door, man. You gotta get off the table. Alright. Anyways. Uh, number 11, UCF hosting Tulsa. UCF favored by 21 points. Over under is 72. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I just despise UCF because, like, they, bro, they had seven false start penalties against East Carolina. In the first quarter. And they had their parents in the stands. It wasn't even like a full crowd. So <laughs> I, they dispatched Georgia Tech. They dispatched East Carolina. I expect the same. I mean, they're going to dispatch Tulsa, who was an abomination against Oklahoma State offensively. It's probably one of the that's probably one of the worst performances I've seen offensively in college football for a team that got so much in a red zone. They were like in a red zone like three or four times and couldn't do a damn thing about it. So, you know, that that was disappointing for Tulsa. But, man, uh, UCF rose big. Um, players to watch, uh, there was slot receiver Marlon Williams. Uh, he, he's really making a name for himself. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is looking like 2023, a top top quarterback for potentially the 2023 class. If he continues to play well, he's putting up insane numbers. Um, 
And then uh, Richie Grant safety for UCF. That's someone else to watch for. Yeah, for sure. Um, R.I.P. Shamari Brooks, too. R.I.P. Shamari Brooks, indeed. <sighs> you have no idea how little I want to talk about this next game. You have no idea how little I want to talk about this next game. The Arkansas Razorbacks are 17-point underdogs to that team in the SEC that wears maroon. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Um, the fighting Mike Leeches, um, and I'm sure all 23 Mississippi State fans are going to be very happy when Arkansas covers the 17-point spread. Um, yeah, that's my prediction. You'll win, but you talked so much shit about Texas A&M barely escaping Arkansas. Karma's only a bitch if you are. Arkansas keeps it within a touchdown, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, because that's not going to happen. Um... I think Mississippi State has a bit of a letdown this week. I do think they struggle a little bit in the first half with Arkansas. I think they ultimately put them away because they simply have more talent or and are a better team. Uh, but I, I wouldn't put, say Mississippi State. I would be very shocked if Mississippi State went up at least 14-0 at, at the end of the first quarter, honestly. I think it, it's going to be one of those games where they're going to struggle in the first half. Uh, you're coming off a high of beating LSU that is not even the same team they were a year ago. Uh, so the hype is real for them, and uh, I feel like a letdown is ensuing. You know, with a team that's not used to winning big games like that, uh, they tend to uh, let down, and uh, I fully expect that. I I think they're going to have a, a bit of a letdown, and Felipe Franks is going to look like an All-American in the first half. Um, but like I said, Mississippi State uh, ultimately pulls away and, and gets the victory. Um you know, he, he, I know you have your, your your feud with Mississippi State fans, but I am watching out for rent free, <laughs> rent free. I am watching out for Osiris Mitchell, uh, the receiver for uh, Mississippi State. I think he's going to end up being becoming one of my guys. Six five, two ten, uh, has some speed to him. So he, he's a he's a pretty good football player. I will say, if Arkansas somehow breaks the world and wins. You may have to do a solo podcast on Monday because I will probably still be laughing. Yeah, you'll probably get suspended from Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll suspend your account. <laughs> <laughs> on the grounds of just being obnoxious and laughing at the whole state of Mississippi. I mean, if you think about it, though, Mike Leach has had some losses like that in his career. Mm-hmm. He's lost to Abomination, so... But mm-hmm. I, I just don't I just don't see it with this Arkansas team. Now we're It's we're okay. They're, they're, they're if, a six and four team. They're a if, six if, and four team. Nothing better. Game boy goes crazy now. We might be talking about something, but Dude, I, I, big, big time bold half half joking predictions. Felipe Franks throws for three hundred and Rakeem Boyd runs for one fifty. And they still might get beat by twenty eight. <laughs> they still very well might. But I'm saying that Arkansas covers the 17-point spread yes. because I, as it has been pointed out to me, am a jackass. No, Holy crap, I didn't realize Oklahoma fell all the way to 18. Holy crap. Well, yeah, they lost to Kansas State, who was Unranked. probably probably one of the worst, probably one of the bottom-ranked teams in, in the country. Uh, but, yeah, they, they fell way off the face of their yeah, so, yeah. so did LSU. So they're, LSU did, too, so. Yeah, uh, they're on the road 
at Iowa State and only favored by seven. Uh, I would, I'm not surprised by that at all. Their defense is horrendous. Um, Does for- Brock Purdy actually have a game against Oklahoma? I think he'll play well. I think he'll play well. But it, what, because it's right, take, define play well because we are talking he won't about make, Brock he won't make Purdy. a fatal mistake. That that's what I'm referring to. He won't make a fatal. Are mistake. we talking like 300 three hundred yards, three hundred and three touchdowns at the You're, very least? You have way more faith in listen, him than I do. Skyler I know. Tom- listen, listen, listen. Can stop your Sk- mom, but right now, Skylar Thompson threw for three hundred for the first time in his career last week against Oklahoma. So I have complete faith in Brock Purdy to go for 303 touchdowns. No, at the I think, minimum. I think Iowa State puts up points, but I think it's largely based from running back Brees Hill. I don't think it's going to come from Purdy. I, I think Purdy. I still think Oklahoma's going to win. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma's going to win the game. If Oklahoma loses this, cancel the program. It's going to be like, I say the final score, this is probably going to be like, 45 to 35. This is disrespectful to the Big 12 because the over-under on this is only 63 and a half. <laughs> oh, my beer. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, oh, they're going to be like, wait, you mean that we can have a game where neither team <laughs> puts up 40? Uh, yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma in this one. I think they cover, too. Uh, I, I don't think Iowa State's all that good. I think Matt Campbell should have left when he had the chance. Uh, Iowa State's kind of... Iowa State plays a crap for like a more more of the season than they don't, but they sneak out with wins. I know they almost pulled the upset last year. It's not going to be the case this year. Our penultimate game, Devin. Some might say this is the most exciting game the SEC has to offer this week. LSU and Vanderbilt. Cancel it. <laughs> LSU favored on the road by 21. Over under of fifty and a half. Um, I mean, we know who I'm picking in this one. Uh, but Vandy, Vandy. Uh, let me preface this by saying Vandy is. I don't think they're gonna be god god awful. They're gonna be bad, but they have they have things there. All right, they have some they have some pieces there. They just. I just don't know how long Derek Mason is going to uh, to be there. Um, so LSU wins, uh, and they give LSU the points too. It's going to be hard for Fandy to to score on a defense that's angry, and and Derek Stingley returns. So good luck. Yeah. Um, oof. Yeah. I I'm picking LSU and they're gonna they're just gonna kick the crap out of Vandy. I'm sorry, Vandy. I'm sorry. Derek Mason at some point has to be has to go. This, this team has had no success under him for seven years now. Hey, I bet all those uh people mad about James Franklin leaving and say, Oh, we don't need him. No, I think you do. I think you do. That's a tough scene. Yeah. All right. Last game of the week, uh, the Saturday Nighter. Well, actually, I guess this isn't the Saturday Nighter because it's on ACC Network. Why the hell is ACC Network in 8 o'clock kickoff? With number one Clemson at home hosting 1-0 Virginia. 
Clemson's favored by 28 and a half. Uh-uh. Nope. Not taking How it. How fast is game over? Huh? How fast is this one over? Uh, actually, I think Virginia will hang around. They're, they're one of those well, teams. Football team. Yeah, they're one of those teams you can't just, like, dispatch in the first half. They'll hang around. But I, there's no way I'm taking the 28 points for Clemson. I can't take it. Uh, because Trevor Lawrence will not play past the first half. And we saw that happen last time, and they did not cover. So I'm not taking the 28 points. They probably win by 20, but not 28. I, I don't see any, any higher than 28. I don't see it. But yeah, Clemson sure. will win. Clemson will win the game, obviously, but there's, yeah. there's no way. There's no way I'm taking that. That is disrespectful to Virginia. I understand they have a new quarterback and, you know, new pieces, but that that is disrespectful. <laughs> that is like some Wake Forest, um, NC State type spread. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm picking Clemson in this one. Um, so yeah, that's all of the top 25 games. There's really not a lot of intriguing games outside of the top 25. You got Baylor, West Virginia. Uh, it's not exactly, you got Texas Tech at Kansas State. Uh, yeah, Virginia Tech and Duke, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Does Florida State beat Jacksonville State? There is some serious doubt there. I think they win, but it's going to be ugly. Other than that, they, they, this is not really an Yo, if they, if they lose to Jacksonville State... Cancel the program. There's nothing else to play for at that point. Absolutely, man. You just gotta... If I'm Marvin Wilson and, and Asante Samuel... Just and opt and out the season. Just, just opt, opt out. out. <laughs> just, just opt out. They, they should have yes. opted out after losing to Georgia Tech. Oh, man. That team is so freaking bad. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, it's really gonna take two or three years to clean up, cleanse that program, because it may take long. It got, it got, it got literally left in the dumps. Oh, they're so, they're so bad. I they're feel so bad for Mike Norvell. Incredible. Like he thought he was thinking, look, I'm about to inherit a ton of uh, talent, probably the most talent I've ever had as a coach, but. They just have that loser mentality right now. They just don't want to win. <laughs> they do everything they can to lose. Like, didn't they block multiple field goals against Georgia Tech and still lost? Yes. Like, I don't, yes. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. That's when Marvin Wilson was like, I can play a terrific game and still lose. What's the point? Yeah. I, I just don't understand that. Anyways, that's going to do it for today. As always, you can find me on Twitter, MikeH underscore Draft. You can find Devin on Twitter, RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at BigShotsPod. Follow our work on Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout. Um, I posted an article Friday morning. I looked at with the 2021 NFL Draft uh, class looking really good at quarterback. I decided to take a look at the immediate futures of all of the young starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Basically anyone drafted it 2016 till now. Um, that's actually starting at quarterback. So no Tua, no uh, Josh Rosen, obviously. Uh, and just look at their immediate future. Would their team be willing 
to replace them? There were some obvious answers. Case in point, Patrick Mahomes, absolutely not. Lamar Jackson, absolutely not. Josh Allen, absolutely not. But there were a lot of teams where you can feasibly see it. Now, I mean, Cincinnati, no. But could the Chargers? Could the Broncos? So it was a really fun exercise. Go check that out. Uh, Devin, you working on anything? Yeah, I got uh, an article releasing tomorrow actually about, you know, a Jacksonville State-Florida State matchup. There's a tight end uh, for Jacksonville State that uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for when I watch that game. Uh, Trey Berry, 6'7", 230. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of have that, that Darren Waller, Evan Ingram type feel to his game. Uh, he's not going to be a down-and-dirty type blocker. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be releasing a, a article about him uh, Saturday morning, uh, just about you know, kind of his NFL future potential, because uh, you know NFL does like former basketball players for tight ends, and he did play basketball in high school. Um, but like I say, six seven two thirty, uh, someone that in just like four games last year, four games played, he had uh, 25 receptions, 330 yards, and a touchdown. So he's extremely productive and a, and a really nice target over the middle. So I think he's someone uh, that could potentially get to the senior bowl and uh, someone that, you know, could could really make a name for himself that week. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, we will see you again. Well, Devin, I'll be seeing you again on Monday. You'll hear from us again on Tuesday. Until then, take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Um, hope. Uh, the Jets finally make a good decision for the first time in 50-something years. Uh, but don't get your hopes up. Um, peace, y'all.